Welcome to the Jordan and Kristen Rickard Show. The world is falling apart, but you don't have to. Join Jordan and Kristen as they discuss the challenges that face us in our decaying world every day. God has a plan for you to have victory and to be a light in the darkness. As the Bible says, those who are wise will shine like the brightness of the heavens, and those who lead many to righteousness like the stars forever and ever. Now, here's Jordan and Kristen. All right, well, good to see you guys. Welcome to another edition of Jordan and Kristen Pray For You. We are here on location at our new house. I think this is actually the third the third episode we've done from our new house. This is the first one we've done outside. So you can see God has blessed us with a beautiful view. And actually, this is a, this is a significance to this that uh, ties into our message. But of course, we always want to give God uh, thanks for everything he's done for us. This is, uh, um, we're almost completing our second full month of marriage. It's been absolutely amazing. We're having a great time together. Uh, and uh, we're just so grateful for it. And Chris, why don't you say hi to everybody also? Hey, everyone. So glad to see you. And we're, like Jordan always says, we're going to make these more regular. We've missed that. Um, and we just we just love, thank you for all of your comments and everything that you always do to make us feel so loved and encouraged. Yep. And um, I'm going to keep my voice up in case this microphone is a pickup because we don't do a lot of these outside. Anyway, guys, Kristen's going to pray for you all in just a minute. But I want to give a, a brief message today on the importance of not letting your ideals become your idols. And it's a, a very important distinction, okay? We all have ideals, and it's great to have it, right? We might have the ideal spouse in your mind, right? Or the ideal job, the ideal home, okay? The ideal vacation, the ideal day, whatever. Even something as small as the ideal trip to work with no traffic or something, okay? It's okay to have those ideals. The problem is when we tie our happiness and by extension our faith to those ideals being perfect. The reality of those ideals, I should say, being perfect because they are never perfect. Okay, let's just be honest. And what happens is when you tie your ideals to perfection, when your spouse has to be perfect, when your home has to be perfect, your job has to be perfect, a lot of things start to go wrong. And first of all, you're never going to be happy, right? Because there, if you're waiting for perfection and you need things to be perfect, okay, for you to be happy, you're never going to be happy because there's never going to be perfect, all right? Number two, it's going to really hurt your prayer life because God inhabits the praises of his people. The enemy inhabits the complaints, all right? And number three, you're going to miss out on what God has for you. If you're constantly waiting for your idea of perfection, you're going to miss out on God's blessings. Let me give you an example, and this is why... It's, it's nice we're doing this at this at our house, which you can see, guys. God has you can't see the house, but you can see the location. And God has blessed us with yes. an impossibly great house. OK, Amen. and for those of you who know our story, you know that for a while we were searching for a house. We got married in May. And we needed a home to live in. And the housing market where we live is insane that we would it, it was just impossible to get any house, but certainly not one at list price or anything close to it. A house would come up on the market. And by the end of that day, They'd have 50 showings and, and you'd have 10 offers and they were all above the list price. It was impossible. And God is glorified in impossible things. And so Chris and I looked at a few houses and, and actually a couple were in this development and they didn't, they didn't work out for whatever reason. And I remember finally I saw this house come on and this was better than the other homes. A better location, a better building, better everything. And I called Chris enough. I said, turn on the computer. I want to show you this home. And I said, we are getting this home. We are buying it. We're getting this home. That's yeah. how it is. And, and sure enough, we got it. Now, here's the thing. When we actually came to visit this home the first time, before we actually put an offer in on it, 
I started knowing a lot, noticing a lot of the imperfections, okay? It's not brand new, it's about 30 years old. And there, you know, some, some of the stuff needs to be done with the windows and some of the floors and stuff. And, you know, minor things, you know, a coat of paint here or there on the inside. Just the sort of normal upkeep you would expect from a home of this age. But I remember after we visited it, we went back to my parents' house and I was kind of down in the dumps. I was like, you know, I don't know, it's just not kind of what I was expecting. And it was Kristen who really picked me up and said, no, this is the house you know this is the house God has for us and we're gonna go get this house and long story short we put in an offer and and we you know increased it a little bit and we beat out I think it was like like 30 people saw it. I think there's like a yeah. dozen offers and God delivered this house and I don't have any doubt for a minute that this is the God this is the house that God has for us and in that sense it's the perfect house for us and that's the only sense in which it matters it doesn't matter that I need new windows in some rooms. It doesn't matter that other rooms might need a fresh coat of paint, a coat of paint or, or whatever it is, or the washer and dryer is a little bit old. It's not perfect in the sense that it is. it measures up to what I had in my brain as the ideal. It's perfect in that it's what God has for us. And you might say, well, why is it, Jordan, that, that what God has falls short of, of what your ideal was, right? Well, because because God's ways are not my ways, okay? The Bible says, Isaiah 55, 8, God says, for my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts higher than your thoughts. So to keep this example going, yeah, would it be great if the house had all new windows and I didn't have to pay for it? Sure, but you know what? There's something even better in Kristen and I relying in faith on God providing the new windows for us. Would it be nice if the walls didn't have to be painted or something? Sure, but there are all sorts of things around the house that it's great that Krista and I get to do together, okay? Our house is perfectly imperfect. It's exactly the way God wanted it, all right? Now, forget we were talking about a house for a second and say you're talking about a spouse who is never going to be perfect. If you are waiting for your wife to be exactly what you had in your mind, and I'm not saying she can't be beautiful, she can't be talented, she can't be all those things. Look at Kristen, she's the most godly woman, she's the most beautiful woman, she's the smartest, most talented woman. She's all those things, but neither of us are perfect. And our perfect life doesn't mean we don't have challenges. That's the thing, guys. When we create ideals in our head, we never include the challenges. Our ideals always are very, very easy, okay? No one ever gets sick, all right? Nothing bad ever happens. You never face any challenges. And yet those challenges are the stepping stones that God uses to grow us. Okay, that's what, it, what he means by his idea of, of his ideals are higher than ours. Our ideals tend to be focused around ease. His ideals tend to be focused around growing us. That's his idea of how he makes us perfect. Paul talks about this, 2 Corinthians 12, 9, where he says, God said to him, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. That's what he's talking about, all right? Now, the problem is, if you are hung up on an ideal, this has to be the way I want it to be, or else I'm not going to be happy. What you're, I, what you're doing then is you're relying on something that's imperfect to be perfect. Again, there's no imperfection in your ideal. That's the problem. Therefore, only God should be our ideal, because only God is perfect. But when we demand perfection of these other things, we're replacing our perfect God with imperfect idols. When the Bible says, when God says in the Ten Commandments, you should have no other idols, no other gods before me. He's not just talking about those gold objects, 
right? Or the bronze or whatever that the, the Israelites used to make of the cows or the little gods or whatever. I mean, that's a, that's an example of it. But an idol is anything that we put before God. And when we're saying that these things need to be perfect, we're making those things idols because we're tying our happiness, our fulfillment, and even our faith to those things. God, why would you give me uh, why would you give me a spouse that's not perfect? Why would you give me a house that's not perfect? Why would you give me a, a job that's that's 15 minutes away from where I live? God, why would you give me kids who aren't perfectly obedient or a child who's sick or something like that? That doesn't ma- measure up to my ideal. See, then the ideal becomes the idol where God should be the only thing that occupies that space. So my point to you today, guys, in these you know few minutes I've had a chance to speak with you and thank you for, for listening is, listen, it's great to have ideals, right? Without a vision, the people perish, right? It's great to, it's great to aim high, right? If you're not aiming high, you never really know how, how far you can go. It's great to stretch your faith, but you should never tie your faith to things working out perfectly the way you expect them to work out, but rather in all things, seek God's will and rely on God and make him the ideal. And when you do that, you're going to find that you're much happier, you're much closer to God, and you live a much more fulfilled, blessed life of growth. And God's, not that you are necessarily perfect, but that God's power is made perfect in what he's doing through your life. That's my message for you today. I love that. There was so much in there, uh, you know, so much in one sitting to, to, to even begin to unpack. But one of the things that really speaks to me is that I feel like sometimes there are hidden idols uh, that the enemy tries to put before us that we don't realize are idols. We, we think, for example, I would say a hidden idol for me would be my, perf- my idea of my own perfection. You know, thinking that if, you know, you, you talked about the ideal, my ideal is myself and I know I'm not alone in that I, I know that not just women men women everyone has this some some of us have this vision of ourselves, and if we're not perfect it's it's like devastating and that's not that should not be the case God called us to in that this is for someone to encourage someone today you maybe you feel like oh, I'm just failing in this and failing in that and then it's a negative cycle because you are already kind of you're already defeated before you even start and so instead yeah instead why don't you celebrate and thank god um because it's actually you you are as mentioned jordan mentioned about complaining there is that sense of complaining um that you may not realize that you're doing even if it's directed towards yourself versus someone else so thank god for who you are celebrate who you are thank god for how he made you thank him for how uh you know just thank him for, for all the wonderful traits that you have do your best pray but remember it's him working through you um otherwise you become the idol without the lord so yeah it's just yeah. you know and it's, it's not just some arcane theological principle idolatry it's it's necessary for your happiness and your fulfillment uh, to to make sure that you place nothing ahead of God and and like you said you know not turn yourself into a God by expecting perfection by the way so Chris and I were listening to this devotional the other day and this pastor it's like a recorded sermon and this pastor is like you know everybody wants you know the perfect wife who's who's a, a beauty queen and she's talented and she loves the Lord and that just doesn't you know that just doesn't exist that's just a fancy I'm like this guy has got some issues because first of all 
that does exist? And secondly, how would you like to be his wife? Like going like, well, which of those three things or more do, am I missing? So, I mean, the idea is you can have, you can have a lot of really, really great things, but just understand uh, that only, that only God is perfect. And that's what you should be tying your happiness to. Otherwise you get these women. That's why you see so many women, Kristen, who are, you know, you mentioned women who are perfectly beautiful and yet nothing's good enough. I mean, yeah. you see women who are as skinny as a rail and they always want to lose more weight. Or, yep. I remember um, uh, Audrey Hepburn complaining her eyes were too small and, and other women who are, you know, models just com they see like they see fat where there is none. And it's it's strange. And that's because I think they've they've when you create this idea of perfection, you, you create an impossible standard. And it's a, it's a standard that only God can match. And the enemy just loves to use that. He, you know, here's a, here's a trick. Here's a trick that he plays. He, he wants to say, you know, God wants you to strive for higher things. You always strive to be your best. And then he wants to dump on you. He wants you to feel bad about yourself. So that you come out of yeah. your joy. You come out of yeah. your praise. That's you come out of your gratitude for God because nothing does more to take you out of what God wants for your life, which is to be powerful and to be yeah. happy and to be dangerous to the enemy than for you to be in a pity party and for you to lose that sense of praise and so that's what the enemy wants and he uses this the, the perfectionist standard to do that yeah and you know what i know this could be a whole nother discussion but what do you think and i know this is a generalization and i know that you know everybody is unique but like you mentioned that for women what would be the equivalent for men in terms of something they feel like they're never good enough at providing what would it be I, I think with men a lot of it has to do with providing with earning money it's very easy you know even when you you become successful and you go out and maybe you have a nice car to say oh well that guy's car is still nicer than mine mm -hmm. that guy's house is still bigger than mine i wouldn't say this but you know that guy's wife is prettier than mine you know it it bec it becomes the thing about idols is you can't ever catch them yeah. right because they're they're kind of mythical and and that's that's kind of the thing you chase is i guess with women it's beauty with men i think it more has to do with status uh and you know again there's nothing wrong with having nice things right there is something wrong with when those things have you and yes. when you're instead of looking at what god's done in your life and saying man i have the i have this great house i live on this country club i have this beautiful wife i have a nice car i have all these things you're looking at, well, that guy's got a beach house. That guy's got the bigger house in the neighborhood. That guy's got two of those, whatever. I mean, that, then what you're telling God is, God, what you're doing for me isn't good enough. And then, then you're just a bratty child. You're not somebody that God wants to bless. Yeah. You're just this kind of, this, this, un, this ungrateful brat. And, and that's, that's not someone who God's going to elevate or anything like that. That's true. That's true. I, that's, that's great. I love these discussions. You know, there's so many things we could go in so many different directions and we often um, do. Yeah. I love it. I love it. And I, I know that you do too, because it, mm -hmm. it speaks to all of us. All right. Well, first I'm going to do a general prayer. I don't want to forget that. And yep. then we're going to get into some of our prayer requests. Oh Lord, you are our first love. God, Thank you for always bringing us back. You love us too much um, not to let us just be far from you. I heard something the other day about how the prodigal son and, you know, the whole thing with the prodigal son. Um, and it was something that I tended to disagree with because the way it portrayed it was that the prodigal son was out there and and God was like well it's your choice come come back and yes I know we have free will but the way I see you God and I, the accurate picture of you is that you 
made the first move in bringing us to, to yourself and you are constantly chasing after us. That's what I want someone to remember today. God is constantly chasing after you. God is not sitting there saying, oh, it'd be nice. Yeah. If you, if you want to come back home, that's, that's great. If you don't, that's fine too. God is not like that. It's, it's not like that. You, there's no one else like you and God wants you. God wants you, Susan, Alicia, Mary, Jane, Bob, Larry, Tim, just God wants you. And, and of course, of course, names that I didn't mention, every single one of us, God wants you. So God help us to remember that you are first in our heart, in, in your heart, Lord, we are, we are first in your hearts. Be first in our heart, God. Have that place. God, nothing else is going to fill us. Just you. You are seated. May you have the throne of our heart, God. May you have that seat. We honor and glorify you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right. So I think we have 15 prayer requests. Yes. Yeah, so we'll do five, five, and five. That works. Sounds good. All right. Well, um, I love how Sahib, uh, his, his son keeps asking for prayer for his father, Sahib, for stomach problems. I love your diligence. I love that you keep knocking and keep asking. Do that. Keep asking. I've had those prayers. We all have where you just have to press through and press through. And I, we stand with you in faith. Paul asked for prayer for his family. John, who's in um, Bangladesh, needs a job. We're asked by um, Shira, asked us to play, pray for Nepal. I have a lot of friends in Nepal, as I mentioned, uh, and missionaries. So absolutely. Um, and then Ramesh asked us to pray for financial and the family. So Lord, we pray for Sahib. God, I know you love him and you have him in the palm of your hand. God, I pray that his stomach would line up with the will of God, Lord. I pray, I pray for the healing right now, God. I pray that if it's connected with anything else that needs to be corrected, God, that you would correct and, and bring complete restoration and healing. I pray for Paul. Lord, I pray for his family, God. I pray for restoration there. I feel like there's a lot of different, I'm just sensing some restoration and I pray that forgiveness would, would be, um, your forgiveness would be at the forefront and, and the major player in that restoration. I pray for John's job in Bangladesh, God. Um, and I pray that John would be a light to Bangladesh. Lord, there are so many people, um, just like our area of the, of the United States, there's just so many people. And I pray that John can affect those lives. For Nepal, God, another uh, very populated country, Lord, I pray for people who need you, God. I pray that they would turn to you, God, and be saved. Lord, they, they would give their hearts to you, God, that you would just, you would woo them in. And Ramesh, I pray for the financial and the family situation, God, that you would just, Lord, you are the God that was and is and is to come. And I pray, I command the financial and the family blessings to fall on that household. In Jesus' name, amen. Would you leave off with Um, You can start here, right here. I just scrolled it up. So um, good. Okay. Yes. Narapador prays against his debt. Jimmy prays for health and a job. Our friend Dave, uh, David is out of work. He prays for, uh, prays for that. Who's this person? Uh, I could not pronounce their name, but God knows your name. And uh, so Praying we're going to just family. pray for your family. And Fidea is praying over her pregnancy. Well, Father God, we thank you for these people. You know what I'm going to pray for real quick? Actually, I'll just do it at the end. God, we thank you for Narb Habador. And we pray that you're, you are relieving this person's yes. debt. Not that the debt is so much forgiven, although that could happen, but God, more than that, that we pray that you provide the finance for this person to pay off their debt. Yes, God. 
for Jimmy, we pray for his health. God, we pray that you give, you restore him to perfect health and also give him the job that he needs that you have for him. Same with David. We know that he's a hard worker. He's someone known to us personally. So I know that he's a hard worker. And God, I pray that you just, you just do a great work in his, his life between his family and his kids. Uh, his and also, and his mother, forgive me. And also certainly his job. Keep him, you know, he's faithful to you and we keep him in our prayers. Uh, this person whose name we can't pronounce, who asked that we pray for a family, God, you know who that is. Yes, God. And we pray that you do a great work for that person's life. And Fidea, God, we pray that this pregnancy is problem free and that you, if, if it is an existing pregnancy, we pray for a healthy pregnancy that results in a healthy child who is dedicated to you. And God, I also want to pray, uh, I don't know why it's on my heart all of a sudden, but um, Kristen and I, for those of you who don't know, we went to uh, an event yesterday at a racetrack where Kristen had to uh, sing the national anthem. And uh, while we were there, it was great because they had some other guy who actually, even though this is a secular event, he runs this ministry called like Racing for Jesus or some such thing. And so I want to pray for him. But the other thing they had there is they had these, these I don't know what you would really call them, but these kind of scantily clad young women who were there to like present trophies or some such thing and, and it kind of really bothered me and Kristen about you know the juxtaposition where you have this guy one is praying over the racers in the name of Jesus then you have this other thing and I, first of all I want to pray for the, that man's ministry God I pray you bless his ministry also that boardwalk ministry that Kristen and I were, were yes, by the other day yes. God we want we want to pray blessings and increase in those ministries yes. and God for those three girls or however many there were you know I just pray, God, that you show them that their worth is in your love for them, mm -hmm. that their worth isn't in, um, you know, their figure or their looks or anything else like that, that they're not, you, you didn't put them on this planet to be objects, that you put them on this planet to be heroes for you, uh, that they're way more valuable than, than what they've reduced themselves to. And God, I just pray that you fill whatever need that they are presently filling in their lives yes. with that sort of thing. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Good thinking. That, that's great. Thank you. Um, and then we also want to pray for Sonny, who prays, I love the son, that's a cool name, F for his family. Benin prays for a retirement house. Samina okay. prays for family. Perry um, prays for healing. He said he's also scared about things, so we pray, pray against that. And Desmond um, left us a long explanation. He's, he's uh, ministering in India and he's talking about how India also, um, they have a lot of people, they don't have money for funerals. And so when people die, they have all of this, um, you know, for lack of a better word, all this garbage and, and things and, and waste and um, just a lot of, there's a lot of stuff going on. Um, so he, he made brought that to our awareness. And again, I actually had a dream about India last night. That's interesting because um, I knew an, uh, a missionary in India and I felt God saying uh, that he's going to raise someone up. Um, there's a missionary I, I know who just passed away in India and I felt like God was saying that that position, um, that God is, is raising somebody up to do that work and to finish the job and to fulfill the prophecy. So um, I don't know if that was meant for anybody today, but Sonny, we pray for your family, God. We pray... Mm -hmm that that family again god you love the family and i just pray for restoration in that family benin for retirement house god we we ask that you would 
provide for this person. Samina, for the family, again, your restoration, your wholeness, in Jesus' name. Perry, healing. God, we pray. God, we know that you did not give Perry a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound, sound mind. mind. Give him peace, Lord, that passes understanding. Give him your joy and peace and heal him from head to toe, not just physically, but emotionally in every single way. In the mighty name of Jesus. And Desmond, we, we join with Desmond in praying for India and praying for this nation, God, and praying, Lord, that all that has gone before, all the seeds that were laid, that they would grow, that they would produce great fruit for your kingdom, God. Seeds from years and years ago, God. Seeds of, of missionaries and, and people who have, uh, who live there, who've since gone on to heaven, God, I pray, and that you would raise up a new generation to love and serve you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Great job, baby. Absolutely. You too, baby. You want me to close out? Yeah. All right, well, here's the call of salvation. We usually let Kristen do this, but I like to do it too. Actually, why don't you do it, sir? It's your thing. Go ahead. Oh, no, it's not my no, thing. No, it's all right. It's all right. All right. Go ahead. <laughs> so if you would like to, which I'm sure you would, if you have not accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, this is your moment. Uh, all you have to do is just follow after me. It's so easy and you're never going to re regret it one day in your life. Are you ready? Just follow after me. Dear Jesus, I admit that I have sinned. I ask you to come into my heart. Forgive me of my sins. I make you my Lord and Savior. I will follow you all the days of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. If you pray that prayer, we're so excited for you. Um, there's a Bible app you can get to, to get into the Bible and to learn more about this Jesus and who he was, who he is, and who um, he is for you. And so if you did not pray the prayer, um, that's okay. You can pray it right now. So if you're like, oh, well, I didn't pray the prayer. Guess what? God is telling you right now, you can still pray the prayer. So you can rewind this video and pray the Pray the prayer. I feel like that was for somebody. So that's awesome. <laughs> I love when God does that. The Holy Spirit is a gentleman, but he tugs at your heart because he loves you so much. So. All right. Good job, babe. Thanks. All right, guys. Listen, thanks for joining us again. Uh, we look forward to seeing you soon. We hope you guys have a great week. Be blessed as always. And uh, until we see you again, like I said, be blessed and be a blessing. Thanks for all your encouragement. We love thanks you so much. Thanks for all your encouragement. Yes. Take care, guys. Bye. Bye. Thank you for joining us. Don't forget to follow Jordan and Kristen Ministries on Facebook, YouTube, and iTunes. And remember to tune in next week and every week on Tuesdays at 845 on WMCA The Mission, AM 570 and FM 102.3. Amazing grace.